everyone. Thanks for listening to Totally Off Topic. Katie here. On behalf of all the Tot Gals, thanks for your support. To win some swag, learn some more about the show, and interact with us, follow Broken Drift Productions on Instagram, YouTube, and subscribe to the podcast. Now get ready for this awesome episode. All right, ready guys? The show where four gal pals get together with some incredible special guests. We talk about some topics, but guess what? We took a left turn and now we are recapping The Bachelor. We are so excited to have our regular listeners and viewers back to view another Thursday episode of The Bachelor Recap, Matt James's season. Hey, if you haven't yet, subscribe. We are on YouTube. We are on Instagram. We've got a podcast. So however you like to get your Bachelor Nation information, we have something for you. Okay. Every Thursday, new episodes drop. My name's Carrie Gallagher. I'm going to be your host for this episode. Joining me are a couple tot gals. We've got Hillary Hudson. Say hello. Hi. Coming in hot from LA, we've got Miss Katie Kay. What up? And bachelor historians and couple extraordinaire, Miles and Heather Weber. Hello. Hi. You guys, episode five started off with the very dramatic beginning of the rose ceremony. We have shots fired between, we've got Anna calling out Brittany for being escort and all the girls are besides themselves. Now, thankfully, we've got, I don't know, a somewhat stoic, intelligent, we don't know anything about Matt James, okay? But he comes in, <laughs> he does a speech about how he doesn't like bullying and all this garbage, and then he discloses to the gals that someone tipped him off to the toxicity and the bullying and all of the garbage that's going on in the house. We all know that it was it was Dildo Girl, but now we call her Katie. She we earned a name. She's yeah. got a name now. So we got to do a quick tot thought. Do you think Katie should have spoken up and been like, hey, girls, it was me who spilled the beans? Or do you think she played her cards right by staying mum and quiet? Katie Kay, what do you think about your girl Katie's decision? Without elaborating too much, I think she did the right thing. Hillary Hudson, Katie stayed quiet. She did not speak up. Meanwhile, Anna was sweating bullets. Did Katie do the right thing? <clears throat> yeah, I mean, there's no need to poke the bear. Also, I don't know what any of them are talking about. Oh, I didn't know it was going to be bullying. It's reality TV and it's social media. Get over yourself. You knew it was bullying. You knew it was going to be bullying. Stop it. Don't lie. Stop it. I'm over it. Miles and Heather Weber, Anna's lips became thinner than they actually are when Matt James was talking about the bullying and the toxicity. Katie didn't speak up. What do you think? 
I mean, I think that's for the best that she didn't. I yeah. Mean, I just loved watching Anna's face go from like, oh, I just lost all the sponsors and uh, all the following yeah. and all the everything. Everything, yeah. The oh shit that just washed over her face. And all of them. They all started singing like canaries. That, oh, is it toxic here? No. What? The skulls and the crossbones. I thought they were cute. Like, it's ridiculous. They all started singing immediately. Hey, Katie K, you've been watching for a while. How has this group of girls compared to groups of girls in the past on Bachelor seasons? I definitely think that the bullying aspect has been on steroids this season. So, like, there's always an aspect of cattiness, definitely. But I've never seen it this insane. And, yeah, I think... As far as Katie, she didn't name any names. So then her name doesn't really need to get thrown out either. If she had named names, then it's like own up to it because you called people out. But yeah, I think it was for the best that she nipped it in the bud because this season, it, it felt toxic watching it. Yeah, I, I definitely got, I got a little uncomfortable. It felt like a girl gang and I'm not really about that. We should be lifting each other up. And to that point... Matt uh, has a one-on-one -on -one with Anna and Anna did her best to save face, but unfortunately Matt James was not buying it and gave her the boot. Hillary Hudson, overreaction by Matt James or appropriate move? Well, I mean, I don't know. The thing... <laughs> He's just, I mean, he had to, you know, it's so boring. They had to do something. So <laughs> I feel like they had to do, really, that's what it is. He, it's so boring that they had to do something. And I mean, like, why else would they bring in these other girls? And like, ugh, because they, they, they know that, like, they have the, it, they had to do it. They had to do it. Well, Anna leaves, and then we get the apology train. So choo-choo, here come all of the AG, the OGs and the varsity girls. They are just on the apology tour, trying to save face with the JV girls. Miles and Heather Weber, thoughts on whether any of those apologies were actually real? Uh, no, because, I mean, the timing of an apology is everything, isn't it? I mean, given what just happened... It kind of deflates any sincerity that's left in the room, especially if you're doing it immediately. Uh, and so, yeah, they just went on. This whole season, though, has been worse. Mm -hmm. Like, as far as the this, this whole season's been just like bully porn. Like, it's so bizarre because you had the first two episodes were dominated by Victoria and she was on the bully train just spewing her shit. And then the third one, you had Sarah who fainted and then they were all on her. And so they just bullied her out of the show. And then Victoria was back. And by the time Victoria came back, then Anna jumped on the train. The fifth episode, MJ jumped on the train. She became a big sack of shit. And then now we're six episodes in and we're still talking about it. And I'm like, this is just, yeah, we know nothing about Matt James. And I don't know that they were sincere about much of anything. They all just kind of spiraled from Victoria. Which I do want to say, we don't like MJ anymore. We watched yeah. last week's episode and they're like, I know the Weber's like MJ. And we're like, no, we were yelling at the TV. We were like, no, not anymore. 
everybody, essentially the majority of these girls are now sacks of shit. And a girl that I never thought would be classified that way is MJ. I'm shocked. It's crazy. And then throughout this whole cocktail party, (laughs) (laughs) dude, it's nuts. All of these girls are crazy. And we forget that all of this drama is happening at the cocktail party before the rose ceremony. So there's still, there's still girls that are trying to get FaceTime with Matt. And one of the girls, Ryan, gets Matt to herself and she, st- she just starts crying about Victoria. And it's like, Victoria is a mean girl. So then Matt grabs Victoria and tries to squash it. And in that moment, that's when Matt James reveals that Katie is the girl that exposed all of the drama and the toxicity in the house. Victoria reacted, I would say overdramatic, which I expected, but instead of like excusing herself and staying in the ladies room, she just goes out to the foyer and starts talking shit on all of the girls. Loudly. And everybody can hear her. Her producer. Where are you at with this? Okay, so first of all, how are they not freezing? Because the producer had on a beanie and these girls are walking around. Like her producer is walking in front of her as she's talking shit. And her producer has like a beanie on and she's in this like dress with her bra showing all over the place. I was like, okay, what is going on? It only didn't show if her extensions were covering. It was outrageous. Anyway, so... (laughs) She's like so mad because he called her a hoe. And I'm like, listen, you're walking around. He, she said she's the shadiest bitch ever. I'm the only one in here with a working brain. They're all fucking losers. If he knows, if he's going to kick you out over calling these girls a hoe, he's definitely going to kick you out when he finds out you're saying all these things. Well, it depends on the context of what you mean a hoe. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you, Heather. I use that word often. Also, also, I just I want to say one other thing about Victoria. A few episodes back, I was not on the show, but I was like texting the girls freaking out because she said she was an empath. And I just want to tell you, unless she's like feeding off of other people's emotions or something, that's not how empaths act. And I'm like so pissed that she's giving them a bad name. Like, really? And also, I think it's kind of fucked up that he didn't take her off and like walk her out because they were like close or whatever. And usually they do that. And he had done that with Anna. And so I just feel like he should have walked her out instead of made her stand there the whole time. And I think they kept her for like production. They didn't let him do that, probably. So, yeah, I thought it was I thought it was a little bit um, contrived there towards the end. But the rose ceremony happens. And guess what? No one's surprised. The, The final rose, they try to make it dramatic. Obviously, it doesn't go to Victoria. A bunch of girls leave. Um, some good ones stay. Katie Kay, what, what are your thoughts on Victoria's final exit and like what she said to Matt before she walked out of Nima Colon for good? I mean, it's completely like a hundred percent what forecasted what we thought she was going to do. Like on, I'm surprised it wasn't even more over the top. And, but the only, the 30 seconds that I've liked of Matt James were when he just stared at her. <laughs> I was like, ooh, ooh, you're right. No reaction is spicy. Like, that was exciting. Um, I'm so glad we're finally done hearing her talk. 
And she's just so delusional that she kept saying to the confessional, because part of me was like, are her producers saying to her out loud, you're the villain. Are you cool with that? Can you like, I kind of felt like it was an inside job and she was down. But when she's saying to the confessional as she's leaving and as she's making a dramatic exit, like, like that they think I'm toxic. They think everyone in the house is going to be sad that I'm gone. I'm like, literally what version of reality do you live in my darling like what's happening so yeah I'm just so glad she's gone and I'm sure she thinks I'm sure in her head like this is amazing whatever on social media and she's gonna be fine I will say because Hillary said it I will miss her bra her bra has been the MVP of the season always there (laughs) it's always always there when you need it that bra shows up listen I know they can only take one suitcase, but like bras don't take up that much space. Like, come on. Pasties take up less space. Yeah. Just hold a couple stickers. Just hold the nipples down, girl. That dress was silk and backless. Just nipple covers. Well, I think, so here's what I think. I, I was, I've been spending a lot of time thinking about this and I could be wrong, but so production has to like approve their outfits. And so maybe they sent them to her, but then if if they were too saggy or too revealing, they might have made her wear a bra. That's the only thing I could think of because she just the way that she is or whatever, I feel like she like would not have worn a bra. So unless they were like, you have to wear this because it's like, I don't know. That's the only thing I can think of. Because we don't have the money to blur your nipples every episode, Victoria. <laughs> Fine. We're only owned by Disney. What do you think? We own the world. They spent all the money blurring out the dildo, so yeah. they couldn't blur out her nipples. Well, I'm so I'm watching another reality show, and the one of the people on it has wears Olympic rings on a necklace, and so every time she's on, they have to blur her necklace because it's a trademark, and so she doesn't get a lot of um, airtime because they have you have to like pay for that. So I don't know. I don't know why else her bra would be everywhere. Did she win Olympics? She's an, she's an Olympian. Oh, because I was like, <laughs> yeah, we watched that we, show. Yeah, we watched that too. <laughs> oh my gosh, we have so much to talk about. Let's keep going. Sorry, you can edit. That. <laughs> All right. So speaking of one-on-one time, we find out that Rachel gets the one-on-one date. And I feel like Rachel hasn't gotten a lot of screen time. She gets to have like a fun fashion day with Matt James. Before we even talk about the date, you guys, I was hoping I would, I don't know, maybe get excited about Matt James in this date scenario. This is like the first kind of like fancy pants date that we've seen. It's definitely more my style. I'm still not on board. Miles and Heather, what am I missing? Or am I am I reacting appropriately to Matt James's suck fest? You're you're reacting appropriately. You're doing just I mean, also, especially her just being, oh, this is so nice of you. He's not paying for it. Calm yeah. down. Like this isn't his money. Yeah, exactly. He this this is a good thought that he may or probably didn't have. A producer was like, hey, you want to do this thing? And he's like, yeah. Totally. So, I mean, yeah, he shouldn't take any of the credit for it. He probably didn't pick out the shoes. Like, let's go. He did not pick out those red bottoms. And here's the thing. This date, it was fun, whatever. She got to try on some, like, Rachel Roy dresses or whatever. It wasn't, like, high fashion other than the Louboutins. No big deal. 
So instead of talking about the boring ass date, um, Heather, do you want to spill some tea on what Dylan, the I don't know who he is. He's a bachelor dude. Give us the 401 and give us the highlights of some of the some of the juice that he has squeezed out for the world. Um, so he said pretty much that the producers have the say in everything. Who stays? Who goes? Who comes on? Who's everything? Um, so that that was a big one. Um, what else did he talk about? This is what I have been saying all along. Yeah. yeah. Uh, there was one that wasn't as important, but was kind of interesting. Uh, like somebody asked him how uh, you remember all their names on night one. Oh, and yeah. apparently they just do three. Three at a time go back. and they leave the room. Go look at flashcards with everybody's faces on them. Those three. Those and then three. come back in say, so those rose ceremonies take forever. That's why it takes so long. So That's why people pass out. Exactly. Because, so. yeah, they're going back and forth three at a time. So that was interesting, but not as, like, juicy. Yeah. There was uh, one, which this is a Stuff couple. Stuff about Jed. Yeah, there was a couple seasons Jed. back, Hannah's season. Yeah. Um, They asked, are there people that, like, the producers in the show make look like, like worse people than they actually are? And he said Jed, who is a very interesting answer because they got off the show and fi they find out that, like, he had a girlfriend back home but gets engaged to Hannah. And now I'm like, well, I don't know how much is actually true. He said he didn't actually cheat. Yeah. Yeah. On Hannah, which is like. So that, that was a very interesting answer. So, but it's also hard because then like the Bachelor Nation was throwing back at him. Okay, well, if it's that bad, why did you go from Bachelorette to Bachelor in Paradise? So. Very You're valid question. Here's the thing. If you guys watched The Hills when The Hills was out, anybody who watched The Hills is probably still watching The Bachelor. And on the last episode of the last season, they like zoom out and they like imply that it's all like a TV set. And so anybody who did not think that it was a TV show and that the producers aren't more in charge than they are, then you're not paying attention to your life properly. And you should not believe everything you see at all. Well, and that's true because I've heard Spencer Pratt say that he just took whatever lines were given to him by the producer and that he and Heidi legitimately fell in love. It was like at first sight and they just played along for the paycheck. That's that's genuinely spi uh, Spidey's story about their experience on the hills. Yeah. Then we circle back. That was so much more entertaining than their dumb date with her and them, whatever. There's some like fake side behind them, black hugs, whatever. So Rachel comes back to the house in this really cute red cape dress. And she's got, you guys, she's got those like ghetto bags from like the dollar store that the producers just like shoved some like cheap ass tissue paper. They're trying to recreate Pretty Woman. I'll go to you because I know you want to talk about this. What did you think about that entrance? I mean, this, this goes back to exactly what Heather just said. So the whole beginning of the episode, they're like bagging on these girls because they're bitching on each other and they're bullying each other and they're like terrible, which by the way, we probably all would have been kicked out of this house. Um, and... <laughs> And here's the, and then, and then they breed it. They do things like bring her back and she's like taking out her dress and he like brings it in and she opens it in front of everybody. Like you're breeding a ground where these women 
hate each other and they don't like each other. You're doing it on purpose. And then you're like, why are they so mean to each other? Uh, And then you want them to be. And then to make matters worse, all of the girls that get invited on the group date, those poor hoes are doing like farmer, farmer John duty, like terrible. I'm like a gorgeous blue dress that Rachel gets to wear. And these <laughs> girls find out that essentially they're doing farm stuff. But so to wrap up Rachel's one-on-one date, she ends up getting the rose. Katie Kay, I was not a fan of that dinner date. I think it was a very one-sided conversation where Rachel was really vulnerable and telling things about her life, her experiences. And Matt James was just a brick wall. What did you think about the dinner date? Yeah, where he just kept going. I love the those things about you. Like he says to every other girl, I think Rachel's great. She's classy. She's, I mean, a little bit of a red flag that she's never been in love before or whatever. And like that he thinks the first thing he said about her is like, I'm attracted to how confident she is. And then she's like, I'm not confident. Well, okay. Then either you're really good at faking it or he can't read people at all. Um, I'm just so sick of him saying the same goddamn thing to every girl with a glaze. I know nothing about him. He contributes nothing to the conversation and he makes every girl feel like they're for sure the one he's proposing to. And I'm all out. I'm t- every one-on-one dude is like Groundhog Day. We're recording this on Groundhog Day. So I had to like, you know. Well, he's got, anyway. he's got the handbook. It's like he goes to his playbook every time. He can't imagine what it was like going through what you went through. And then whatever your reaction was to that situation, he likes that. He loves that. Mm-hmm. But I thought it was creepy when she was like, these are all my insecurities. Hope I'm not scaring you away. And he's like, no, you're drawing me in. Yes. That is creepy as shit. If I'm telling you all my insecurities and you're like, yeah. yeah. Red flag, red flag. Weird. And Miles, I I love your social media presence and I completely agree that therapy is cool. And I would say Matt James has never been to therapy because he cannot formulate a thought for himself. On this date, Rachel said, I'm falling in love with you. And I wrote this down. And instead of Matt saying, Um, I'm falling in love with you too. I'm feeling the same emotions that you are. I want to explore this. He just said, I feel the same way. He's not even like diving into his feelings with these girls and he's leading them all on. And pretty soon they're all going to be shanking each other in the shower. Thoughts. He just ghosted it. He should have said ditto. Yeah, I know. Ditto would have been more original and just repeat ghost. I mean, yeah, if you want to be insincere, just be like, yeah, samesies or something. I mean, like, yeah, he's terrible. He's horrible. There's like no depth to the man. It's so bizarre. But none of the girls are picking up on that. Like, that's why I'm not, they're like crumbling at his feet. Well, because that's what's so because the producers are like, Matt James is such a good guy. Like he played football. He's he's a good brother. He's a good mentor. He works with kids, but we don't know anything about Matt James. Yeah, no, you only know what the producers are giving you. Because I think that, and I was telling her this earlier, I think the producers have gotten so like calculated at picking the the women and the men who are going to be the most like 
dramatic and stir the most shit. And they've gotten so good at that. They're shit at picking bachelors and bachelorettes now. Like the last, this bachelor has been terrible. Peter was hot garbage. Like he was fuck. He was the worst. Everyone hated him. So it's like, they're just, it's gotten too out of hand yeah. with it all. It's ridiculous. Though I have a theory that I came up with today. She does. What is it? It's weird that like women are falling in love with him. Yeah, we don't see a lot, but I'm no. like, I know nothing about you. What am I falling in love with? So here's my theory. He lives in New York with Tyler C, which every woman has a crush on. I think he's the middleman to Tyler C. Oh, or maybe like this song. I think Matt James is bi. I think Matt James. I think he's bi. Yes. I think he likes girls and boys. But I anyway, definitely. that's neither here nor there. I'll probably get canceled for that. Whatever. It's fine if he is. I have a question. Me too. I agree. I have a question. I don't know if anybody knows this, but like on, so I watch on another show that I watch, they get an appearance fee and then they get a per, a per episode fee. So they get paid per episode. Do these girls get paid per episode? Because if so, I mean, you obviously would like want to fall in love because you would like want to stay longer. I I mean, a lot of them are influencers. They have to be getting paid. Everything I've read from ABC, they don't get paid, but from their sponsors, they get paid. But from ABC themselves, I think only the lead gets paid. Only the lead gets paid. The The contestants do not get paid. But if they're influencers then they would want to fall in love with him and stay around. I mean, I know this is messed up, but it's the world we live in. They would want to stay around and be there for more episodes and be telling him like, I'm falling for you, blah, blah, blah. Because then the more episodes are in, the more like followers they gain, the more sponsors they get. I mean, it's all, it's all like numbers. That's what it's become. You're also more likely to become the bachelor or bachelorette the the longer you stay. But I think, what is it? You have to stay engaged for two years to keep the ring. Yeah. So there's also that. Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, you got to give that shit back. Yeah. That's happened a lot then. That's why Elaine is just like, yeah, sure, you can borrow this for a year. (laughs) Claire had to give back all of her clothes too. She wasn't allowed to keep any of the clothes. Who? She left early. And because everything went down as shitty as it did, ABC threw her 25K like bonus or whatever. Wow. Claire? Claire, Why so they her anyway, we have this group date. It's like Farmer John 101. Honestly, I like didn't care for it. There was clearly a producer planted kiss where Piper, who is so cute and really the only naturally good looking one there. No offense. Sorry, whatever. I wear a lot of makeup too. Ugh, cancel me. I don't care. She gets an impromptu kiss from Matt James. MJ is starting to really check every box of, for being an asshole and annoying and not a team player. She's lit, like falling to like the bottom of my list of being a cool girl. They clean themselves up after catching some chickens and they have the group date cocktail party. And that's where we start to see the drama between MJ and Jasenia. And now Katie K. This is what you used to tell me and Mary. We're getting set up for that two person like meetup where the bachelor or bachelorette sends home one or both because this drama starts between Jasenia and MJ. 
Where are you with the drama between MJ and Jasenia and whose side are you on? Definitely Jasenia's, but also, girl, don't die on this hill. Why are you going to die on the MJ hill? Um, but also, I'm interested in the fact that the two-on-ones are now not even a full date. They're a pre-cocktail party five mm-hmm. minutes. Fight it out. Uh, that used to be like a whole episode and a whole date and stuff. Um, which I mean, I'm sure the what, so they did it last season on the bachelorette where it was Harvard and baby boy or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and so now I guess it's a thing that they're making it not a date. They're doing a pre cocktail party thing. So, but definitely Jusenia's, but I'm like, dude, he got rid of two of the three bullies. Just like, let it, let it work itself out. Cause now what are you doing? And you know, what's weird. I totally forgot about Abigail until she was on this group date and how much of a connection that there was between Matt James and Abigail. Abigail ended up getting the rose. Um, Miles and Heather, where do you think Matt James is at with his relationship with, with Abigail at this point? I thought she was a sleeper. I mean, yeah, it, it seemed odd that she told him so much on a group date. Mm-hmm. That seemed like, because usually when it's like a one-on-one, that's when you have all the heavy conversations. So it was very odd that she was just like, my kids might be dead. Uh, that's a lot for a lot. wall. That's a lot for wallpaper to handle when you're saying that to it. So, I mean, uh, yeah, I, I don't know. I think they're okay, but I don't think, I, I think she's starting to slide off, unfortunately. I, I don't know that she's even going to make the final four. I don't think so either. I think she was honestly shooting her shot because I don't think she's going to get a one-on-one and it was a risk and the risk paid off. She ended up getting the rose, but I agree. I really don't think with all of these other smoke shows, like I really don't think she's going to be around for hometowns, but we shall see. Um, The date wraps up and we find out that Kit the youngest of all the gals in the house gets the one-on-one date and her date card just says dinner at my place. And Kit is just excited because, wow, she just, (laughs) she's lived a very, would we describe it as like a a hard life Weber's like in New York city with a famous mom and like billions of dollars. I mean, she it's, it was a sob fest for Kit. Um, but you know, hey, hold, she, on, hold on, she held her own and she showed up and she cooked. Hill, you know, Hillary Hudson, what, well, before we go to the Webbers, what do you, what do you think about Kit? I just want to say that it, history would show that a lot of celebrities, kids, and a lot of really famous or like wealthy people's kids are really messed up in the head and that their parents like don't give them enough attention. They don't hug them enough and they have issues so although it is like a oh poor little rich girl thing like she's 21 and she you know probably didn't get the car she wanted and she just I think that it is fair that people who have money are allowed to have different types of problems and she's probably not divulging all of the like mental demons that she has from being ignored her whole life Okay, that's fair enough. I like the last 22 seconds of that. I'll agree with that. I'll, because I, I, I know some, uh, some, some rich kids and, oh, Jesus, they're fucked up. 
Uh, so yeah, man, it, it does happen. They do more money, more problems, right? Like, I mean, so it's just going to be different. Uh, given what the whole world is going through, that's washing during this time. Seemed a little tone deaf. No disrespect to Abigail. So I mean, yeah, man, it is very, very bizarre. Uh, <laughs> oh my god! Look at that getting. <laughs> I will say though, with her sob story, it started off when Rachel came in from her date with all the free clothes and Kit looked mad about not getting free clothes considering who her mom is. That part was odd. Um, that was odd. Um, but but maybe, maybe that was an edit. Maybe that was like a producer edit just to play devil's advocate. Maybe they maybe. caught her like with a stank face and was like, wouldn't it be funny if we made everybody hate her right now? She Which lost me at Gold Bentley's in the voiceover when she, I was fine. I felt, you know, I, I can empathize. But when she said during the voiceover, my life has just been like red carpets and gold bellies. I was like, I'm out. That is where I am out. Well, I'm my, my two things with her, like, with her sob story. You also have a podcast with your mom. How bad is your relationship with your family if you have a podcast with your mom? So I'm not buying that. Also, the secret ingredient to chocolate chip cookies, you can't say it's the first words in chocolate chip cookies as a secret. Yeah. It's in the title. That's the first couple words. Like, I mean, so yeah, I will say, I think what it is, is she does have her own issues and demons and she went precisely the wrong way about expressing them. Yeah. Yes. But can yeah. we take three seconds to appreciate when she corrected him because he was dumb? When no. they were talking on the couch and he was like, I just wanted to get a look at what life would be like with you. And she said, it would be like tonight. And he was like, what? And she's like, right, like tonight. Tonight is what it would be like. And he was like, oh, right, 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 right. I don't know. I thought it was hilarious. Fine, moving on. Well, you know, it's bad when Kit is schooling you on something. Right. Yeah. <laughs> she's a child. She also looks 14. We have not talked about how she looks 14. I mean, yeah. if you, I have a 14 year old daughter and if you put fake nails on her and like fancy clothes and a lot of makeup and gave her some hair extensions, she would look similar to Kit. I mean, she just looks so young. Too young, too young. And Matt James is huge. And so him like going around behind her to like hug her in the kitchen when they're looking at the recipe, I'm like, get away from her, stranger yeah. danger. This isn't okay. He looked like her dad. It was gross. He did. She's she's very young. I I don't I I did not sense an ounce of chemistry between them. Kit got a rose, so she's staying. Uh, so at this point, Rachel, Kit, and Abigail—they all have roses going into this rose ceremony. And before the rose ceremony starts, and before cocktail hour or whatever. Chris Harrison comes into the group and announces that Matt James wants to have um, a quick ch quick chat with MJ and Jasenia. So these hoes get dressed and pack their bags. And Katie K, MJ was wearing a taking care of business blazer. And we had Jasenia show up for the fight in a one shoulder blue jumpsuit. I know you're on Jasenia's side, but whose fashion side are you on right now? Definitely MJ's, and it was like, oh, she looks so hot. Damn it. 
her hair it's so puffy but not frizzy like it just was so good she looks hot but she's a mega bully asshole so like it just sucks it does suck. And I don't know if it's that landlocked state men- mentality. Like in Ohio, there's like not much to do and like it's fucking Ohio. So maybe she's just like trying to preach peace and harmony. But at the end of the day, she's kind of just a bitch. She's like a um, Facebook mom that like yes. angry things, but is like, I love Jesus. And it's like, but you just bullied someone on Facebook. What do you... It's terrible. Yeah. I think she's she's got like a phrase a day calendar and uh, her phrase was lead by example because I don't think she knows what that phrase actually means but she kept using it a lot. Agreed. And why do you want to lead by example? Like I understand that this, yes, it, it is a competition but like just be like a normal friendly person. You're not trying to like coach these people up. Like I don't get it, Hillary. Well, was it Yesenia or was it, I can't remember when this was, or was it Brittany, but they were like, I think it was when they were all a group and I can't remember who it was, but they were like, I don't think you know what that means. Like you keep saying that, but I don't think you want, like, that's not what you're doing. And I just thought that I was like, good for you for calling her out because really she is just like repeating this phrase, but like, it doesn't make any sense. Well, and maybe that's why her and Matt James are meant to be together. They don't really know what they're saying, but they find buzzwords and they just like put it out there and people are like, oh, looks cool. I'll take that, whatever. I like that. But, thank you. But we don't know how this is going to end because unfortunately we see MJ and Jasenia go at it. They're arguing. They're just spitballing back and forth. Really like really chapping at each other. She breaks and the fourth wall. Yes, they did. Yes, she breaks yes. the fourth wall. At the end, Jusenia looked like, oh, you'll see it all. And then like looked right at the camera. We have no idea. We have no idea how this is going to end. However, before we wrap up this recap, I would love one last hot thought from everybody where you think Matt James is going to land on this decision. Is he going to send both home or will he send one or the other? Hillary Hudson, what do you think? I hope they both go home. And I also just want to say one thing. I don't know her name, but she's beautiful and she wears a white dress. She wore a white dress on the one night and she is the only person I care about because she seems very nice. And I don't think she's going to stay, but she's, she was like very dark skin and she wore that white dress. She's so strikingly beautiful. She's the one with the shaved head. Chelsea. Chelsea. I love her and everyone else can just. Um, Miles and Heather, where, what do you think Matt's going to decide? I mean, I have no idea. He'll probably at least send. MJ home just because her name's already been leaked and that seems to be what he's been doing. Yeah, I think he's gonna send MJ home. And then just based on his connection with Jasenia, I don't know. Um, I will say, uh, I really don't care what he does. What I really care about is that there's gonna be a senior bachelor next season and I'm really excited about it. (laughs) Oh God, it's gonna be so good. Finally, some adults on this fucking show. Hell no, yeah. they'll still have 21-year-old girls, please. 
Oh, of course. For a senior. Yes. At least one. So All Kit right. has a chance. Kit has a chance. Miles, what do you think? Who, how do you think Matt is going to decide and land on this decision? Uh, I mean, I, I think MJ is the obvious choice here. Uh, I think Jasenia is her yeah. name, right? I think Jasenia is going to be able to talk her way out of it and stay on for maybe another week or so, possibly. But it's hard to say. Because, I mean, as we know, once you latch yourself on to somebody else in these type of two-on-one date situations, it's it's pretty washed. You don't really come back. I don't know that anybody's ever come back from a two-on-one and went on to, like, end up be with the person at the end. That'd be an interesting statistic that I want to look up. We're going <laughs> to, yeah, we're going to go look that up as soon as we're off of this. But, yeah, man, I, I don't know that you ever survive a two-on-one anyway. So I think they're both pretty doomed for this point. Katie K, you introduced me to the two-on-one. What do you think's gonna happen? Yeah, I totally agree with everyone. I think MJ's already in his head. So like from a previous mention of someone else. So yeah, or I guess it was her, whatever. She's already in his head. I think he already believes it. Um, they just needed a third creative way to get someone out. He walked Anna out. Victoria had the rose ceremony. The two-on-one's how MJ will go. And Jasenia is doomed, but I think she'll make it through this week and maybe by the dust next week. Um, yeah, totally in agreement with everyone. I think MJ's going home. I think Jasenia will be around for a little bit longer, but I agree with everybody else. MJ's going home. Okay, one last hot thought, and then we're wrapping up because we saw the sneak peek that Heather's coming. Hot thought. In a minivan. In a white minivan, in a Pittsburgh white minivan. So Nima Colon, I love it. I'm here for it. Do you think, honestly, Matt knows that she is coming? Hillary Hudson, do you, do you think the producers gave him a heads up or is this going to be shocking? No, I think he probably like told her to come. He probably was like, this is ridiculous. And they're like in charge of everything and whatever, you should come out here. Miles and Heather, what do you think? Yeah, I mean, the girls love when new people show up. So I think he was just so excited to add more. Like, I, I don't know, is she fresh? Like, fresh? Freshman? Like, if we already have Varsity and JV, I guess she's freshman then coming in? Is that how that works? Yeah, yeah I think that's that, works. that makes her freshman. Or fresh meat. for the Fresh meat! We, it's, we're so far through the season. I just, when we got the the season overview, like trailer or whatever, teaser, and they showed her coming, guys, we have like two weeks left. Like, why is she here now? I don't know. I think it's really weird timing. And it just shows how many stops they have to pull out to make Matt James' season interesting. Well, and she shows up like COVID isn't a thing right now. Like, yeah. hey, I'm just stopping by. I was driving through. What's this bubble? Can I poke it? Yeah. She was just wrapping up a trip to Costco. Katie, do you think Matt James like knows or is this going to be a shocking event for him? Okay, I actually think the producers like heavily planned this, but I doubt they told him. Like, I think it's super mega produced and someone called her. I don't think she called, but that they kept him in the dark specifically for reaction shots. Okay. I agree. I think from a production standpoint, they like did have to coordinate everything, but I don't think Matt James was told until maybe minutes before she arrived. 
so that we could get all of those amazing, I don't know, stoic faces that he gets. Does he even get shocked? Does he have a personality? Is it a robot? We don't know, but we will find out because we still have another five or six more episodes. You guys, this has been so much fun. We recap every single Bachelor episode. So make sure you tune in Thursdays on Broken Drift's YouTube page. Follow us on social media. I've been your host, Carrie Gallagher. Say goodbye to Hillary Hudson. Bye. Miles and Heather Weber, where can people follow you guys? We have a fun meme account, trash underscore TV underscore memes. So we just rapid fire a shitload of memes during The Bachelor. Yeah. Heck so yeah. And then a very, very, very sweet goodbye from our favorite LA-based comedian, Katie K. Thank you, Katie. Thank you, thank you. This has been fun. That has been our episode. Subscribe, and we'll see you guys next Thursday. Bye. Bye. Hey there, Katie again. Thanks for listening. For exclusive content, head to Broken Drift Patreon. And before the outro music plays, subscribe to the Broken Drift Productions YouTube channel to watch episodes or subscribe to our podcast channel. All links are in the episode bio. Bye. Bye.